how are we gonna intro this app? I'm so like lost. Um, yeah, the, I feel very off balance. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> we're just waiting for Elsa to come. I know, Elsa. You're actually a low bearing host. All of us are. We're a stool with three legs, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If you take one off, doesn't fucking work. It's so sad. <laughs> Listeners, Ilsa is away this week, so we're doing a very special episode of the Cast Casts, which it actually doesn't feature cast at all. But we decided to do a Bedland episode of Angel, the spinoff of Buffy, so... Welcome to the Cast Cast. I'm Jess. I'm Ella. I'm in a moment of silence for our third host. Missing you, <laughs> baby. Mwah. Kiss. Probably you know Buffy. Maybe you know Angel. I don't really know yeah. what people's like familiarity with these things are. Like Buffy, definitely. You've at least heard of. Angel. Mm. Hopefully. It's a fun show. They're a, they're both like a real spiritual successor to Supernatural. Like they run predecessor, um, predecessor. Yeah, they were on the same network. Like Buffy moved to a different network that um, merged with the WB um, to eventually become the CW. And like Supernatural was on the WB for season one. That's what Angel was. So there's a lot of uh, shared DNA like behind mm-hmm. the scenes on these shows. I was going to maybe, like, sing the Angel theme song, but it, it doesn't, doesn't have, have words. Lyrics. It's just, like... <laughs> I was vibing, though. I was like, God, yeah. It took me right back. Yeah, it's great. This is such a good episode. Um, So this week we're talking about Smile Time. Um, episode Season 5, episode 14 of Angel which aired on Mm -hmm. February 18th, 2004. Yeah, it's in between so many upsetting episodes. Um, Like, I guess theoretically, if you're listening to this, you've seen the episode, but also... We're spoiling, we're going to spoil Angel, just so you know. Because we can't really talk about it without spoiling it, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's a really old show. This episode of TV is like 18 years old, so... Um, Sorry, just don't listen. (laughs) I wonder if because Angel got cancelled right Mm -hmm. I wonder if like Supernatural like filled the the slot filled the hole in the lineup because Supernatural premiered the next season yeah Hmm. I think it definitely did also this was the first so this episode Smile Time was the first episode to air after they said that Angel was cancelled, so they were like, this is the last season of Angel, and then they came out with this Mm. banger app that ruled. (laughs) Yeah, because, like, Cordy just died, basically, and then, like, for real, and then it's, like, the next episode, well, like, there's Why We Fight in between, which is, like, a silly one. Um, But then, yeah, it's, like, ah ha ha fun, silly, silly, but, like, I don't know. It is the it is because they did get cancelled, so a lot of these like end of season things are kind of shoved all together. 
whereas we probably needed a bit more time to maybe um, mourn people. Yeah, well, after the character assassination of season four that they did to Cordy, Mm. because Charisma Carpenter got pregnant, here's the thing. I love Angel. Love that show. But, like, (laughs) wowee. Distressing. Yeah. Distressing to think about. um, Just, like, I mean... And that's not not even getting into, like, all the the behind-the-scenes stuff about Joss Whedon that has come out since, but just, like, taking Angel at face value about, like, what they put in the actual show Mm. without, like, going behind the scenes or anything like that. It's, like, that sucks. (laughs) Like, season four was really hard to watch. I was, like, this is ass. Mm. I'd heard it was, like, bad, and then I ended up being kind of surprised once... um... Jasmine came and like I kind of liked that little weird ending few episodes like mm-hmm. you know you get Fred like going on a little adventure by herself and trying to like, <laughs> save everyone and that was fun but then like all of it leading up to it just feels like so terrible um and <laughs> I it felt like... crazy watching it I was like what on earth yeah like can you imagine that happening today I I feel like I can't believe that they were brought back after season four. I'm surprised that they got season five. And the other thing is that I love season five. I think season five is really good. Yeah, it's very different. But I think, yeah, I think it's very good. It feels more like um, a bit more like the comic books or something. Like a bit more, it's like a lighter tone, but then also like more dramatic at the same time. Yeah. There's so many like hijinks and like weird demons and um, I don't know. The magic stuff is pretty crazy. And then the rest of the season from here on out, I find quite sad. (laughs) Yeah. So when I was watching this, I was like, okay, we're well into season four at this point. I was shocked that Fred was still on the show because I thought that she became Illyria like way earlier than that. I forgot that it was like halfway through the last season. Mm. I thought it was like in, in season four, maybe like, yeah, completely forgot that. God, there's um, a TikTok I saw by uh, Tumblr Mitchell that I'm not remembering their URL, but um, oh God, this is such such a half-faced anecdote. But they had quoted someone's article. um, They were trying to find the article and then they found it. um, Someone's article talking about, I'll find it, I'll link it in the show notes, um, talking about how like women in sci-fi uh, oh. their bodies often become like vessels. The article is by Carmen Maria Machado. I don't know who your Tumblr mutual is, but I was gonna put this in show notes anyway. Nice! Okay, um, good. Because it's same a great article. Yeah. yeah. Um, and listeners, you should just read everything that Carmen Maria Machado has ever written because she's mm. so smart. Mm. I say that. I still haven't read In the Dream House. I'll, I'm, I'll get there. I haven't. I haven't. But I'm <laughs> notoriously not well read um and yeah so I think when I first watched season five I was very much like wow this is so sad and then I was like wow Illyria is such like a cool concept and I kind of enjoyed like that whole arc but then when you think about it it's like wait what (laughs) like like why why did it have to be Fred why did Gunn have to be the one who like fucked up for that to happen like Gunn is treated very poorly yeah oh god i just saw a post that was talking about how like gun makes like gordon makes gun look like he was treated well 
Like, yeah. Um, <laughs> just such a funny point because they are so similar. Like in the because in the comics, um, Gun gets turned into like a vampire. Um, oh my are, god! Are you ever gonna read them? <laughs> I'm absolutely not gonna read the comics. <laughs> yeah, but it's a very similar like kind of like oh well, you know you fought them but now you are one but it it actually is handled a little bit better. Um, it's still like not great because like it's you know the Buffy and Angel comics. It's not like. <laughs> Doesn't Faith have her own comic? I love Faith. Yeah, so it's like Angel has a season and then it turns into like Angel and Faith seasons instead. Um, okay, those are cute. Fun. I like their friendship. Yeah, me too. I wish she had like appeared more in this season. She's in season four, but then they don't put her in here. But I know Elijah Dushku was probably doing other stuff, but like, come on, just. Well, at some point she was in Dollhouse, which I also watched. Um, review quick review of dollhouse boy i enjoyed it at the time i think if i watched it now i would be like what the fuck (laughs) i have a feeling that like if i go back and watch it i'll be like uh but the thing is that like so many of these like we inverse actors are people that i just i want them to win you know like you get attached to these actors from these shows and you just want to see them like do really well and it's nuts that alan tudyk is the one who's like the objectively the most successful Whedonverse alum and it's because he's like in all of these massively popular Pixar movies yeah and I guess oh I wonder if that has anything to do with like Joss's connection to Pixar I didn't know that he had one he um wrote Toy Story like he punched up the Toy Story script oh I had heard that actually yeah um, I only found that out kind of recently, which I thought was funny. But yeah, I wonder if that's any connection. But yeah, it's it's weird, especially since like like so many of them are like good actors. Like even people who kind of have like small roles, like they they're good actors and they're fun. Like um, I always think about like um, like Amy Acker is so good, and I know she's had like a lot of good roles, but like. Okay, I'm going to say something, like, deeply unfeminist right now. By the end of the episode, I was so annoyed with Amy Amy Acker's voice as Fred. (laughs) And I didn't pick up on this when I was watching it, when I watched Angel the first time I watched it. She is speaking in, like, a tiny little baby sweet girl voice. And I'm like, you're an adult fucking woman who runs a lab. Like, talk like an adult. I can't stand. She's only, like soft little voices she's only like your age i think she's only supposed to be like and do i talk like a tiny little baby girl i don't know like i can't stand it (laughs) women of the world speak like adults you're not wrong but i think like she is a woman on a joss whedon project so yeah she has to be a tiny little waif she has to yeah she has to be like a tiny little smart waif or a tiny little kick your butt like kung fu queen person or like um i don't know i can't think of any other types that seems to be the two types that's like it or or like i would put faith as kind of like a badass broad but she's kind of like the only one and she's still like a tiny little kung fu queen (laughs) yeah there's not really like a faith of angel i guess cordy was a bit like that but then she's dead so it's like you're either you know like that and you're alive or i love yeah. cordy 
I saw somebody saying that like they wish that Sam could have like kept his powers and like and like had visions of the cases like he does in season two when that's happening to him. And I was like, fuck mm-hmm. you. He will never be Cordelia Chase. <laughs> that would have been fun, though. Or, like, maybe they it gets brought back later on or something and we just have a season of it. You know, make, yeah. like, again, we've said this a million times. Can Sam just have something to do, please? Um, yeah. Give him something to do. He has to sit in the passenger um. seat. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Sam and... Dean and Supernatural. So th- we should maybe start the episode, right? All right. Should we do that? Do you want to lead this recap? First thing to note, to paint the picture, the episode starts, we see a little boy on the couch. And who is that little boy, Jess? Who is that little boy that we see? That's Dean Winchester. <laughs> I so could not the- believe it. <laughs> I... Okay, I remember figuring this out the last time I watched this episode because I think there was a bit of crossover between um, just me doing, like, Angel Rewatch and Supernatural. And I was like, oh, that's that kid. But I think at the time I was not insane about the concept of what a Dean Winchester is. Mm-hmm. Um, but So this time it's very, like, that's him. And I had to be like, okay, it's not him. But, like, it's literally him. It's genuinely Except him. he has a mum. And... <laughs> The woman was too like stunned to normal. speak. When I saw that kid, I was like, what? <laughs> it's um Ridge Canape. Canopy? Again, that's an I insane name for name. somebody to have. <laughs> Ridge Canape. <laughs> it's a funny name. Oh my god, um, he was in A Single yeah. Man? Actor. Wow. I'm on IMDb right now, just so you know. I'm not a complete snob. I, I think he might be like my favorite young Dean. How do you feel about um, oh, the yeah. other one that people love? Dylan, somebody? Everett. Dylan Everett. He does a good job. Yeah, he does a good job. Mm. It, it's a close battle, I think, between them. I two. will say this one, I think, is more believable as a young Dean. Like, Dylan Everett, it's like, this kid has brown hair. <laughs> it's Dean Winchester. I feel like this is a more accurate casting. The, the Ridge... Ridge canopy, yeah, yeah. He's got like he's 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 got kind of like the the funny little face for it. Um, the, but I feel feel like if the if we had to like recast Dean Winchester, that other kid has it down. Like he's you know he's doing the little weird facial expressions. Like he he's really committing to the impression. Do you think good. he like watched earlier episodes to like get to understand Dean Winchester and to like emulate Jensen Ackles? It seems like it. That's so um, cute. I feel like this kid didn't really do that, but he's obviously because he was a kid. But I feel like he still really is good at the kind of like, yeah. yeah I've seen the gift he's, sets. He's he has a little away. shotgun. Yeah, yeah, iconic. Yeah, iconic. He's the kid that gives Sammy his cereal as well, right? That's this this Dean. Yes, yes. Terrific stuff. And gets yelled at by a very funnily underaged young like JDM like they've tried to make him look younger and he looks funny in that scene I don't know if you've ever noticed that oh my god I don't think I ever put that together they try to make him look younger and it's like he just doesn't look like don't they just like push his hair forward yeah yeah I love that instantly takes 15 years off off an actor (laughs) they're doing that in the new Game of Thrones as well just if anybody 
watch that last weekend. Um, no, I, no, I'm not a Game of Thrones person at all. Risa Fons, who's like playing the Hand of the King or whatever. In the first episode, his hair is all pushed forward because he's supposed to be young. And then I've just seen a promo from the next episode where his daughter is like older. So evidently he's progressed <laughs> like five to seven years and now his hair is swept backwards. You know, the journey all men go on. <laughs> Do you reckon he just got cast because he played um, Zeno Lovegood and he like also had long bleached hair in that? He's not a Targaryen. He's a Martell in this. Oh, okay. Well then. Yeah. That's all I know about. Beautiful wigs. Incredible wigs on <laughs> House of the Dragon. I literally cannot stop looking at these fucking wigs. Are they incredible, like, wow, I can't tell that's a wig? Or are they incredible, like, wow, that's a wig? No, it's like, wow, that's a wig. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. The wigs are like, it's like they took the wig budget from Game of Thrones, but now they have, like, so many more wigs because everybody's a Targaryen. Mm. Um, But they, it's the same wig budget, but now they have to spread it across, like, 85 wigs, where it used to be just, like, 12 wigs. Mm. The wigs you'd are bad, is what I'm saying. Count a bit better for that. Yeah, you'd think they'd prioritize the wigs. I think they spent all the money on the dragons and stuff. Oh, yeah. I forgot about how many dragons, apparently. They just have 10 dragons, 10 full grown dragons. They haven't showed them all together on screen yet. Well, enjoy. Well, I fucking miss Brienne, I'll tell you that. Is she the big lesbian one? No. She's not a lesbian. It's her and Jamie. Oh my god. I'm sorry. I have this not is her It doesn't matter. Jamie and Brienne should be as big of a couple as Dean and Cass. They are so special. Okay. Um, I'm just looking it up. Do you mean Jamie is in the guy who in the pilot is fucking his sister? Yeah, and he pushes Bran the 12 year old out a window. I, okay, I've seen the pilot. Like, <laughs> 10 years ago or whatever. Like, <laughs> that's it. Okay. Well. But here's the thing. Bran had terrible vibes. <laughs> what, they're terrible for terrible? No. Bran, the kid that he pushes out a window. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said, I thought you said Brian. <laughs> yeah, well, that's because George R.R. R. Martin was like, why should I have more than 12 names to go across 145 <laughs> different characters? I'm sure there'll be no issues with that. He's a fucked up man. And I don't mean because of all the rape and murder that he includes. It's literally just the name thing. (laughs) What about, like, the whole, like, not finishing the series? Like, even though he's, like... He's written so much. I can't blame him for that. I'm, like... He's written (laughs) thousands of pages. And then watched it get hugely popular... And then he watched these two clowns from HBO kill it. Like, mm. literally murder his show, his world. Uh, and he just had to, like, watch that happen. Now, here's the thing. I don't actually think that he could have ended it better. I think it would have just been shitty in a different way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that they just, like, spectacularly fucked up at HBO. Yeah. The impression I get that it's, like, it's a lot of a lot of people like so a lot of stories to wrap up so that's one thing that like makes it messy and then also like a lot of very morally gray or at least bankrupt people so like what kind of story are you telling where they finish their story yeah well and they went from being like the show that had the red wedding to like 
then no main character side. It was crazy. It was mm. like, okay. Anyway, we're not here to talk about Game of Thrones. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's my bad. <laughs> um, She plays Lucifer on the new Sandman, right? Yeah, and she crushes it. She's so good. Mm, very, I, I can really see that, like, the vibe. Yeah. Perfect. She's terrific. I'd watch her in anything. I don't think I've, like, seen her in anything. She's not actually in that much. She was um in the Star Wars, though. She was Captain Phasma. The, the, the Star Wars. Okay, I've, I've probably seen that. Yeah. I think I've the seen one, all she's the all Star in Wars. Chrome. She's Finn's boss. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we've, we've <laughs> so talked about the, the opening shot. <laughs> Not even, I haven't even described what happened. So this poor little Dean in an alternate universe um, is watching uh, the TV and he's watching Smile Time, which is like all these puppets. It's so fun. Um, I, I love Muppets. So like, I love, I love seeing new puppets. I don't know. It's great. Um, basically, he, the TV starts talking to him, um, like one of the Muppets, Puppets. I shouldn't say Muppets. That's what that's like. I think Muppets are specific. Yeah. Kermit and his crowd. Yeah. Um, it's pretty gross. I, I've, I've seen a lot of people talk about this episode and be like, I don't know how people can like this episode because like um, the Muppet or the puppets are like, you know, it's so creepy. And it's like, that's the point. They're the villain. I know. It was like perfect. Honestly, I was watching it. I was like, oh, this is like, <laughs> it's because it's like to make a joke of like, like they have to be creepy in that way to kind of, it's like the irony of them being like friendly puppets. Yeah. I mean, it's like so gross and it's perfect. Like, yeah. It's like, how, what, like, how does the episode work if they're not really gross and and what is and like the show isn't saying that like being gross like that is cool like these are the villains how is this different from a villain like murdering someone i know i think also like they do a great job in this of of like like mining that like evil puppets for everything you know mm. like i i felt like there was 85 times watching this episode where it was just like the perfect whiplash of like little puppets we love yeah. puppets and then seeing them you know do whatever yeah. nasty thing they're doing i was like this is perfect great tv totally um like there's a bit later where like the um dog is talking about like he has like a song um, yeah. that he's thinking about that is like it, to explain the difference between metaphor and um, analogy <laughs> um which i thought was so funny i was like i need to hear that song yeah i definitely misused those words on the, on this very podcast um but then it's like straight after that they're like laughing about killing everyone mm-hmm. um yeah so it's fun for that um <laughs> So the puppet's really gross. This poor kid basically gets, like, petrified and his face is, like, frozen with this crazy smile on it. Um, and is this where we get the intro? Yeah. The So the, the life is sucked out of the kid and he mm. falls to the floor. He's completely, like, limp, except for his eyes are opening, are open and he's smiling, which is very creepy. Mm. Mm. And then his mum, like, screams. Yeah. Um, the puppet is saying stuff like really like predatory gross stuff like you know um, 
How does he phrase it? I need you to touch it. Come here, yeah. kid. Come touch it. I just need you to touch it. And then as the kid puts his hands on the TV and he starts sucking on his life force, it sounds like the puppet is coming. Yeah, it's really gross. Um, I I always had it in my head that this was just a straight, like, written by Ben Edlund, but it's actually one of those weird little... It's story by Ben Edlund and Joss Whedon, mm-hmm. but then it, the teleplay is by Ben Edlund. So I guess that means that, like, they broke the story together, but then Joss didn't work on, like, the actual script. Yeah. Um, which is which is good because it makes it good, I think. <laughs> yeah, and directed by Ben Edlund. So you were totally right when you said yeah. that he had directed episodes of Angel. Yeah, but I, I think it's just this episode. I think that's what we were a bit shocked by last time is I was thinking... And what a one to write, to direct and write. <laughs> I think I, what what happened was when we were talking about like the kind of written and directed by Ben Edland, like, you know, thinking that he must have been doing that. He actually only like directed and wrote like a really small amount of TV. Um, yeah. But I think what I was picking up on was the fact that he had like written comics. So he kind of was good at uh, writing like consistent kind of stories and like, you know, mm-hmm. he's just a good storyteller. So I was like, well, he must have directed more. But yeah, he only has done, he only directed this episode of Angel. He wrote um, a lot more this season. Uh, and he was also like the supervising producer. So, you know, he was kind of just like, like he is on. Um, supernatural which i think you can tell because it's really fun <laughs> season five as we we're saying before it's got that like fun kind of humor running throughout it's got a fun very wacky feel where they were like well mm. all right season four sucked let's just like make something good and they made this like yeah. fun very very unusual final season of this show all right so then we get the title screen so uh, after we get the banger of the intro song um, there's, there's this video, I can't remember if it's a TikTok or what, but this person's like, Angel the TV show. They're just saying, <laughs> saying Angel the TV show, like, to the melody. I always think of that now when I hear it. Me and um, my friends watched Firefly when we were in college, and uh, we started singing over the... Actually, it was my friend Alex, shout out, he doesn't listen to the show. Um, <laughs> he He would just sing over the entire thing take my land, take my land over the whole thing, which is the first line of the lyrics <laughs> of the theme song, which is really funny. Um, you had told me that. You had told me that when I was watching Firefly. <laughs> it's so, so funny and I'll head. never not think of it when I think of that show. Yeah. It, yeah. Great, great bit. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, we then find... Um, Knox and Fred in the lab at Wolfram and Hart and um I hate this Knox guy so much he's such a piece of shit it's so he's so aggravating to watch in a good way but like another person with an annoying voice yes yes maybe it was just like it was just in back then to have an annoying voice maybe like Things were different in the early 2000s, it's true. <laughs> um, he's he's basically trying to, like, like hook up with Fred and, like, organize another date with her. And she's just like, no. Um, then we cut to um, Nina arriving at the office. What do you think about Nina? Cute. Blonde. Tell me all your thoughts. 
forgot that that was something that was happening in the show. I, yeah, the show forgot as well, I think, a lot. Yeah. Like, it's... <laughs> Angel and Cordy forever. Yeah. It, it, especially after, like, it being only, like, a couple episodes after the whole Cordy thing, it's like... And that's not yeah. playing into Angel's mind at all about this? No? Well, but, so... Nina the werewolf has showed up so that she can transform in the cages that they have for people at this law firm that they work at. Um, but on the way, to <laughs> that the is cages, a sentence that like it's just like normal, angel, normal stuff. <laughs> That's just normal wow. stuff. Um, but on the way, she asks Angel uh, out for breakfast. And that really throws him for a loop because then he heads to Wesley's office and they have a conversation that I'm like, <laughs> I wish men talked like this. Like, I, I, so I wish fun. any man had had a conversation like this ever. It's so ironic. <laughs> Angel is just such a whiny baby. I, I love when he's, like, awkward. It's so against type because... You know, when Angel's introduced, he's so brooding and, like, wow, so mysterious. But then as soon as you start to give him characterization, it's like, oh, no, this guy is a freak. He's And he's a loser. <laughs> it's so great. And especially just, yeah. like, the evolution of Angel, the show, where, like, season one is very, like, oh, we're going to do, like, L.A. noir. And, like, he's so brooding and mysterious and tortured. And then it's, like, actually, no. He is a huge dork. And everybody knows it. And these are his wacky high drinks. Yeah, and this show is actually about him learning the power of friendship. And <laughs> what's better than this? And and what what like having a good life can look like. No, but yes, he is being so like awkward about this whole Nina thing. And um, Wesley, like ironically, is like you know, well, you know, she's obviously into you, but like, you know, I don't know. He, he he's. This whole, the rest of the episode, he's not picking up on Fred being into him. So um, he's very much, like, just being obtuse. Yeah, it's cute. He's like, Angel, you're so dumb. You can't see these so obvious signs. And then he's upset <laughs> about Fred not wanting him, which is pretty yeah. cute. Um, and then Fred spends the rest of this episode throwing herself at Wesley. And he's like, she'll never love me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love the bit when um, Wesley's like, this is coming from the ladies. And, like, the so, ladies. and Angel's like, damn, it is coming from the ladies. It's like... <laughs> Cute. It's a great scene. It's just like the, the ladies that they're talking about. It's like <laughs> Harmony. He's like a vampire. Like, you know, it's just this funny little like office drama. But it's, it's like so good. really funny cast of people. Um, Yeah, like he's really freaking out. We... Who do we get next? Um, that's when Fred shows up and yes. she's like, hey, this crazy shit is happening. All these kids are passing out in front of the TV. And I think mm. it's a magical, mystical case for Angel Investigations. Mm. <laughs> um, I think Angel is the one who notices that there, it's all happening at a certain time. Um, which I'm like, okay, why, why didn't Frank figure that out? That seems like something she would notice, but that's Because fine. Lauren has to be there and Lauren shows up and we all <laughs> clap and cheer for Lauren. Literally the best. Um, he's so good. I never have enough. 
he, I think he's, I think he's my fave character on Angel, maybe. Um, but he's so underutilized. He's the he's the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I posted once about how he feels like a bit of a proto Castiel because he's like a queer, coded but queer like sidekick to like the kind of brooding <laughs> lead, mm-hmm. um, which just kind of feels a bit like what Cass ends up like in the next few seasons of the show. I was gonna say like. I want to go back and, and watch the Illyria thing because I almost feel like that's also very similar to Cass, you know, like mm. possession of a person. Yeah. Which then destroys that person and then you have to like deal with this really inhuman entity. Yeah. It, and, and it's very like similar, to, less so to Cass almost, but and more so to like how the rest of the angels are very like, they think they're so above humans. Like, obviously, Cass is mm-hmm. like that at the start. Um, but, yeah, it is very similar. Wow. Um, but Lauren points out that because all these kids passed out at 7.30, that's actually when this show, Smile Time, is on, which is mm. this Sesame Street-esque, uh, Muppets-esque, Jim Henson puppets. And actually, Jim Henson's studio worked on the puppets that are in this episode which is why they look so great yeah we love it we love to see some budget going to fun stuff like this to what matters yeah um i (laughs) the next bit is so creepy but like funny like angel he goes down to the studio basically um where the show is made no one's there except this like janitor guy who is like really he's like a zombie like he's not paying attention to angel at all and is just like walking past him um so doesn't even see when angel sticks his hand in his face (laughs) yeah (laughs) upsetting Um, there seems to be something kind of drawing angel somewhere like he's feeling he's feeling some um and then (laughs) he ends up in a room where there's this guy um sitting in a chair and he has like a towel over his head and he's kind of leaning down so he can't see his face and behind him is this big, like, egg-shaped thing. <laughs> I was just like, there's an egg in there. <laughs> the, I, this is, like, something that I think Ben Edlin is so good at writing, where there is just, like, a concept Where there's which an is egg. So... <laughs> <laughs> but there's, like, a magical concept that's so farcical and, like, it technically doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. But the way everything's written, you're just like, that's fine. There's an egg on the wall, and it's fine. And it zaps Angel. Floating in the room above a guy in a tank top with a towel over his head, and you never see his face. Yeah, and you're not like, wait, this is too silly. You're, like, on, on board for the ride. Um, yeah. Yeah, Angel gets zapped by this beam that, like, opens up and comes out of the egg. <laughs> he gets thrown into a bunch of boxes like comically thrown and then we see him awaken in the pile of boxes but he's been turned into a puppet he's a puppet <laughs> um, he looks really funny it's so good it's so you can, good <laughs> you can like buy this puppet i'm pretty sure i don't know if it's still in production but you can definitely get your hands I should buy on, one. on like ebay yeah imagine trying to explain that to someone it'd be a very funny piece of merch to have in your house he just looks ridiculous um he ends up back in his office um we 
<laughs> he's like in his chair, but he's facing away. And we get the gang. So like, um, Fred, Gunn, Wesley come in. And um, is wait is Warner as well? He shows up in a second. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and then <laughs> he's basically like, something's happened, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then he like does the reveal to the gang, um, because they're just like, what's you know what's going on? Um, and he's just sitting in the chair. Um, they're all very shocked. <laughs> Fred is like, oh my god, you're so cute! Like it's so it's so like what she's just like, what the hell? <laughs> they all love Puppet Angel, and I love Puppet Angel too. Yeah, Puppet Angel is is hilarious and excellent. Um, but then, so Angel explains what happens and Angel is like, go learn and gun. You're going to go talk to the guy who runs the puppet show, um, and find out what's going on here. Then Nina, the werewolf girl who had been in her cage transforming, she's, it's daytime now, so she's all good. Turns up and Angel hides from her and he's like. <laughs> get out of here and she's all offended and leaves and he was really rude to her he's like hiding under his desk and then spike shows up yeah <laughs> spike um i i i do enjoy spike's inclusion in season five but i i think he's written slightly weird um just compared to like where he ends up on buffy it's just mm-hmm. kind of I think he's a lot funnier on Buffy. Like, I enjoy him, like, in season four and five, especially, like, a lot more than on Angel. But it's still good. I, I really love their dynamic. It's so... it Yeah. It's, like, this weird, like, they're, like, exes, but they, like, hate each other, but they, like, understand each other a lot. It's it's really yeah. fun. Um, so it's, re- really it's really fun to think that, that they have this kind of, like, mystical, like, long history, but now, like... <laughs> And now they both just, like, live in L.A. And wasn't Spike a ghost at some point? Yeah, so at the start of the season, he was, like, non-corporeal or whatever because of the weird magic in that I hate when that happens. Yeah, you hate to see it. Um, (laughs) And I think, basically, there was some kind of weird thing where somebody was, like, the equivalent of, like, a reaper or, like, in that kind of realm was, like, not... It was like they were like in control of that somehow. Um, I don't know. Gotcha. It's an early episode of the season, but I do not remember the details. But yeah, he gets he gets um, some form. So um, he starts teasing Angel, and then Angel like attacks him. leaps. <laughs> like um, it's really funny because like uh, Angel has like a really funny fighting style because he's like a vamp. Like there's all this kind of weird jumping and leaping and like using. He's kind of like it, he doesn't fight like normal, like, mm-hmm. um, and so I think it's really funny when he leaps up and just like attaches onto <laughs> Spike. Um, this is like a really iconic scene. But this is like you know got heaps of views on YouTube. <laughs> it's so great. They're like flying around the office. Angel, when we say that Angel's a puppet, he is not you know a one to one puppet Mm. of angel he's like two feet tall maybe three feet so he's like this little (laughs) puppet that like flies at spike and like attaches himself to spike's face and like but then spike is getting like thrown around the office because angel has super strength you know super vamp strength 
Yeah, um, yeah, and like initially he's like laughing at like Angel's attempt to fight, and then it's like starts to hurt. Um, <laughs> then he gets angry. <laughs> Um, he it's ends so up great. beating him up so bad and he just like leaves him in like the open elevator that they had like fought to. Um, and everyone in the office sees it and Angel's like, yes, I'm a puppet, but that doesn't mean that you don't have work to do. <laughs> great. Uh, it's so fun. Um, um, so then at the Smile Time Studios. Yeah. Uh, Lorne and Gunn show up and they're like, hey, you got to stop doing this to the kids. And the puppet creator is like, hey, no, I don't. Yeah. So this guy is like David Fury. Um, He's actor, but he is actually like playing um, like he's playing that character. But he is the basically like. Uh, he's a writer, but I'm pretty sure he's also, like, an EP and stuff at this point. Let me double check. Yeah, he's a producer. He's a big deal, like, for Angel and and, and Buffy as well. Let me check. Um, he's on Buffy as well, also, in another special episode, which is uh, the, like, musical episode. Um, his voice can be heard singing um, about there being mustard um, on his shirt and then... Um, that all that's in an earlier you know a flashback but then um we see that they got the mustard out that's like his whole thing um which is a bit silly but fun that was on yeah 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 (laughs) have you not seen the musical episode no i haven't seen i've seen a few episodes of the first like the first three episodes of buffy probably it is so funny that you like love angel and like really enjoy angel but did not have that that whole experience like it, 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 they both can definitely be enjoyed separately, but um, I think I think you'd like Buffy. I think you'd get into. I it. probably would. I just like haven't gotten to it. May get to it's it at some lot. point. May not. I don't know. Yeah. Then Lorne and Gunn leave the studio. Basically, the dudes like fuck you. They leave, and then yeah, he like brushes them off and is like, "Don't threaten me," kind of. Yeah, the reveal is so gross. Like, the sound of the puppet hand, like, escaping his body. <laughs> yeah. It's so yuck. So it's revealed that, actually, the puppet, the, like, main puppet from the show, his name is Polo, had his hand up this human dude's back like he was a puppet, and he pulls his hand out, and you see this, like, gaping wound. Oh, and it's like it doesn't dude. really make much sense but that's fine we'll just push past it it must be it's just mystical it's yeah i i didn't clock that it didn't make sense i was like that makes perfect sense he's a puppet he's controlling the man <laughs> i got it um, i don't need to know the metaphysics of how a puppet can control <laughs> a man with a hole in his back something to note as well is um gun in that last scene he is trying to remember like exactly what law that like the they're gonna be you know bringing down on the studio so that they'll stop producing the show um he like can't remember it um mm-hmm. it's like ooh, because he's supposed to have all this like law knowledge inserted in his brain um so that's a bit of a oh no what's going on with gun um, which obviously doesn't matter since we're not covering the whole show, but something is going on with Gun. Something to keep in mind. Yeah, so we cut to like all of the puppets um sitting around like while the slumped over like guy is just like also there. Um, mm-hmm. they're basically like, oh shit, you know, like 
they're onto us um and they're like you know angel must be the guy that broke in you know um and then they're saying like you know maybe if we had some actual workers that weren't like brainwashed yeah the the puppets are basically like damn angel's onto us you know um and then they're like okay well you know since we're, he's onto us the the leader puppet um polo <laughs> Yeah, Polo. <laughs> um, he's like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to, like, take out all the kids at once, like, um, basically just do, like, one big final show um, and then burn the place down and skip town. This whole scene is just so quick. There's so much back and forth. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. The puppet, Polo the puppet, who's, like, the main puppet, smoking a cigarette, He's got a cigarette in his little puppet fingers the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> of which he only has four because he's a, like a little kid's puppet. So he has like four fingers and he's got a cig. <laughs> Incredible. It's so good. And like the whole time, listeners. Oh, fuck. My mic. The glories of podcasting. Oh, that sounded fun. The whole time, they're they're like actual Muppet puppets like it's like <laughs> Abby Cadabby is like one of these people they're like little <laughs> it's so good like and they're like being puppeted by like puppeteers like it's done so well it's so good <laughs> they are like so evil um and even though they're kind of like being funny and stuff, like what they're talking about is so evil. They're like, you know, haha, yes, we'll suck all the energy out of the kids. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they're like gonna drain children's life force because they're more innocent and it's pure, pure uncut. Also, the when the puppet Polo is evil and he's not on the show, he they stick on little felt um dark eye circles under his eyes yeah (laughs) (laughs) whereas when he's on the show he looks so like fresh-faced and like you know he's just like a sweet little puppet and then like off screen nothing wrong with him and then at one point they make the whites of his eyes look like bloodshot Mm. (laughs) he's he's kind of like just like the fucked up like mafia boss who is like damn it they're onto us let's like go crazy and then yeah everyone's just like Sure, there's this one puppet that isn't, like, a handheld puppet, but instead is a, uh, what do you call it, like, a body puppet? Like Yeah, he's, like, like a guy in a suit. Bird or, yeah. His name is Ratio. Um, yeah. <laughs> Get ratioed. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> and then um, the poor dude, um, Fram- Frampkin... <laughs> The gist is, I guess, they explained a bit earlier that Framkin um, started making puppets um, and, like, created this show and it, you know, really kicked off. And Oh, but he... The, so the, the main guy is, like... Um, is he saying, kill me? Like, he's like... He's like, let me die. Because he's still alive. Yeah, They're using him die. as a puppet, but he's, like, not dead. He's a, a yeah. living human. And the puppets are like... Let you die. Fuck you. Like, put you, like, pop at him again. And, like, Polo puts his hand back in him and, like, tortures him. 
Yeah. Uh, it's genuinely made my skin crawl. I was like, that is so gross. Yeah, like, like it's gross, and then it's, like, so mean, and they're all, like, cackling, and then, like, it's, yeah, it's very evil. Ugh. <laughs> oh. Um, next up, we, we've got um, Nina in her, like, weird little cage. Um, <laughs> it's later on that same day, because, um, and then, you know, she's basically about to, like, take her clothes off so that she doesn't... I, so Bust out of them. Yeah, her clothes are quite nice, and I know they were, like, you know, she's trying to look nice for Angel, but, like, how did she, like, get her hair staying that nice, like, in between transformations? Like, just werewolf. Uh, that's one of the perks, right? You your get human hair your, also like, always looks nice. Curled hair from the day before, yeah. Yeah. Um, she starts to take off her shirt, but then like Angel like comes in and and is just like, uh, you know, Nina, and then he's hiding behind like the wall or whatever, so she can't see him. Um, and he, he like <laughs> apologizes for being rude that morning. Um, you know, and then Nina's like apologizing, being like, you know, it's cool. Like, I know you have like your whole life or whatever. Um, because she just thinks that he's like brushing her off because he doesn't like her. <laughs> yeah, that he's not interested. <laughs> um, and then basically he like comes out and he's just like, I got turned into a puppet. <laughs> um, I made it felt, and he like pulls off his nose. <laughs> basically, she's just like, what the fuck? Um, this is insane um yeah and then you know she basically is like well you know i guess this is like weird but like she's like what do you care what people think like and then starts like complimenting him being like you're a hero i wrote in my notes um manic pixie dog girl because she because <laughs> she's like i'm you know i'm just um from art school like my art school chick you know and the vampire thing's like sexy <laughs> and Angel can't even take that. He's like, that's not how I feel, you know, because he's just like, he, he he doesn't really have time for that kind of um, Edward Cullen stuff. Yeah. Poor thing. But then... <laughs> yeah, he starts like, he starts like um, kind of going on about his life, being like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe you're right, you know, I, you know, I... He says, like, ironically, it's been a while um, since I looked up and really saw what was going on around me. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then uh, <laughs> Nina has turned into the werewolf and, like, um, off screen and um, grabs him and starts, like, ripping him to shit. Um, she shreds him. Yeah. <laughs> she shreds that man. Um, we then cut to um, Lorne just in the office at Wolfram and Hart and... Um, Angel like appears, <laughs> like, and he's like Lon, and he's so dramatic, and he's like basically holding in his like own stuffing, and he's like all fucked up. <laughs> he's like bleeding out stuffing, and Lauren like picks him up and cradles him, and he's like, "Doctor, we need a doctor. Do we have Geppetto?" Yeah, he has <laughs> Geppetto in the house. I just love, I love Lorne. He always calls Angel by these, like, little nicknames. It's uh, very cute. It's yeah. very Rowena calling the boys her little names for yes, them. Yes, yes, totally. It's just, like, the love language is I'm going to give you a little name. Um, so, yeah, he's very upset, that poor little Angel. I love their friendship. Um, I think it doesn't get explored as much as it should, but he's, like, Lorne is often the only one to, like, sit and have a D&M with Angel about something. <laughs> 
what do you uh what is a dnm oh a deep and meaningful oh i haven't heard that before really is that slang yeah maybe wow I don't. I guess it must be right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's something that only you say. <laughs> that okay. That has happened before, but I don't think that's what's happening now. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, but you know, um, he's very close with Lorne, and I, I like their weird little friendship. Um. <laughs> so that's that's a that's bit good. of silly little fun. We then cut to this is a bit like of a sidebar because this is kind of more like the meta plot stuff, but um, yeah, there's like a doctor at Wolfram and Hart, and he's you know doing something on someone else, but Gun comes in, and then the guy, the other person leaves, and Gun's like, you know, the magic that you gave me, the implant, it's not working, um, like I'm losing it, and then you know, the guy's like, you know, well, you know, if you're if you want it to be fixed, I, you've got to do something for me. And yeah, it makes him basically sign that he says that there's like a ship, a shipment like stuck in customs and makes him sign for it. Yeah, like this is, this is like the bad vibes of Gun that it's, I feel like this isn't like Ben Edlund's fault. Well, you know, (laughs) this is more like a season plot of like, yeah, I don't like the kind of, um, it's this weird kind of muddling where they're like, oh, you know, Gun got all this knowledge, but they're like, before that he was like dumb kind of and it's like he's never been like dumb like (laughs) so that that I don't like that little bit but that's fine um it also seems like out of character for him to just like want to be a lawyer so bad and then the doctor says that racist thing about like I would never make a deal with you who you really are like and cause him, like, a dropout and, like, mm. all this stuff. And, like, I feel like maybe I'm not remembering, but I never felt like a gun was ashamed of how he starts out in the theory, in the series, which is, like, very much as, like, he's in a, he's, like, wears a do-rag and, like, mm. is, like, kind of a street tough type of character which Mm. is like its own thing that you you could get into Mm. which I don't really think we have the time right now to do but (laughs) like I never felt like Gunn was like ashamed of that and I don't think that him becoming a lawyer was like his great aspiration and he wanted to leave that all behind but that's what this conversation like comes down to yeah I, I, I don't know whether it's just that they wanted like some kind of that it'd be some kind of mechanic where it ended up being Gunn's fault that Fred like gets killed like so they were like okay well then what can happen with gun and then kind of made this up because yeah like i you know he's like the muscle of the team or whatever but he's never been like Mm -hmm. an idiot like he's a really he's really good at like strategy and like he's really good at like problem solving and stuff like you know yeah he's a really he's like had a really interesting life and yeah it's it's a bit of a weird kind of um like, obviously, it's the evil guy saying that, but you really do get the yeah. gist that, like, he believes that about himself as well, which is just, like, no. I feel like it's this thing that will happen on TV shows where they, like, sacrifice a character for a plot mechanic, which is, like, they need Fred to be possessed by Illyria in the next episode. Yeah. So, so what? Like, yeah. yeah. 
And and they'll they'll never make Wesley be the one to do that because they'll probably be like, oh, you know, he's the one who fucked up in season three. Yeah. Well, they couldn't have him do because well, Wes went like really dark. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. God, but, watch yeah. like. <laughs> I loved that whole arc. Yeah, me that too. was fucked up. That was really good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely have like a few issues with the end of the season, but like they're kind of. They're more just, like, things that are very of the time, like, you know, kind of white lead actor or, you know, lead character getting, like, away with stuff that if you, like, kind of think about it, you're like, wait, like, <laughs> but it's it's just like an old yeah. show, you know, that's kind of the vibe. So, yeah, poor Gunn is agreed to do this deal with the Doctor because he doesn't want to lose um, all his lore knowledge, I guess, because um, he's been feeling mm-hmm. very powerful, I guess. Which is, is does make sense, but it's, it is just a bit... It's not the best part of the season, for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So we then cut to um, Fred and Wesley, like, in the, you know, the science lab at Wolfram and Hart, and um, they're trying to just figure out, like how like the puppets are doing what they're doing um so they're like you know fred said earlier like they're watching game tape they're like yeah all right let's see what's going on here she's got all these different like uh types of recording that they've done or something some kind of you know hand wavy science stuff um and they have to look at it on on all the spectrums yes yeah (laughs) oh Cass. Um, Hmm. and this is like, again, Fred is very much trying to like tell Wesley that she's interested in him and, and Wesley's like asking about Knox and then, um, you know, she's like, I want someone funny. And he's like, oh, he wants someone funny. And he doesn't think that (laughs) she's talking about him. Um, it's so funny. Oh God. Just go watch this episode. Honestly, even if you didn't see any of Angel. (laughs) Just go watch it. It's 41 minutes long. It's like... It's nothing. Perfect way to spend 41 minutes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but then they see on the TV... Yeah, so Knox comes in. Mm-hmm. And is like, you know... He brings coffee for himself and yeah. for Fred. <laughs> and nothing for Wes. <laughs> and then Fred tells him to, like, go home. Uh, but when he's in there, they mute the TV. Yeah. yeah, and Fred's like, yeah, get out of here because I'm not interested in you. And then while the TV is muted, Wes sees that Polo is talking directly to the TV. And so, like, their explanation is that it's, like, a cloaking. Yeah, and, and like you said, he looks, like, fucked up. Yeah, he's, like, the evil the evil puppet with the dark circles and the bloodshot eyes. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> he's, like looking really rough. And... Oh, and that's, oh, sorry, yeah, so, like, that is when they are just, like, oh, okay, so that's how they've been hiding it, like, the song that they're singing must be hiding it, that must be when they're doing, like, the spell, basically, um, so, yeah, we figured that out, now we know how they do it. <laughs> so, then we cut to Angel, um, I just was laughing because it says that Angel's using a needle and thread to sew up his jacket, <laughs> And now he's got a scar as well. Yeah. From his from being shredded by the werewolf. He's got like like a claw mark across his forehead. Yeah. Um and Fred and Wesley come in and they're like you know, what they're like, what happened to you? And he's like, Don't worry about it. <laughs> um 
and then they basically say like look, it's a spell like what they just found out um and they think that like the strength yesterday was like stronger or something yeah so basically they're like when the puppets are singing that's like like a cloaking spell so that nobody knows can see what polo is doing so like the parents and stuff can't see that but um when it's muted the song is no longer working as a cloaking spell so then polo can go and be like that's Mm. when they can see polo talking to the kids Mm. and then they explain that the strength of the spell is getting stronger yesterday so like something's definitely going to happen tonight um yeah and so they explain that all to angel um and that the nest egg is holding the life forces of the kids so they need to destroy the nest egg Mm. and that'll free the children and then gun busts in gun is like Framkin, who's the guy who, he's the Jim Henson of this show, made a deal, a demon deal, essentially, to get his show to the top of the ratings. Right. But then um, demons took over the puppets and, like, essentially the show is possessed. Yes, right. Um, And so then it broke bad, you know? I forgot that's why he knew, yeah, because he says that, like, it was a contract signed, um, like, in the Library of Demonic congress or it's filed there it's so good it's so like it's so crowley explaining to Cass and the man who would be king that like hell is gonna run like a horrible bureaucracy which also like totally reminds me of um good omens and Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. crowley from good omens is all about like maximizing low levels of evil Mm -hmm. to like increase sin yeah, yeah. In, like, a totally different way. It's not about one soul at a time, corrupting one soul at a time, but, like... Yeah. Anyway, we'll get to that. And it's very reminiscent... It's very reminiscent of a lot of stuff that, like, pops up in, with the angels as well in Supernatural. Um, yeah. But, like, obviously Supernatural is so influenced by, like, all of Neil Gaiman's stuff, so that makes sense. Um, yeah. Fun stuff. Um, so <sighs> we see that Gunn is kind of, you know, back on his game. He's looking confident. He, he knows what's up. Um the <laughs> the there's this bit where like angel is like hugging fred and is like i love you guys um and he's like really overly emotional um and they alluded to it earlier i can't remember who said it but that he has like puppet emotions <laughs> like yeah <laughs> kind of more exaggerated um which is really fun cuz yeah he's usually so like <laughs> I don't know. It's so good. It's so good. So then they gotta go. They're gonna go bust up these fucking puppets. And yeah. there's an excellent, like, <laughs> you need to watch this episode it's so great something that happens a lot on angel is that every every well every season at least they will always have a shot where the whole gang is kind of walking down a hallway um kind of towards the camera very dramatically and um it's kind of like yeah (laughs) slow-mo like they're gonna like fight somebody and they're ready um and basically (laughs) like we get and it's even in the theme it's in the like opening credits they have the shot of angel with the sword like looking badass yeah but instead now it is puppet angel with his sword which is like way too big (laughs) for his little puppet body um and and, yeah so they kind of do the little uh 
they all kind of flank him as they all walk out, which is really fun. <laughs> He's kind of holding it like on his shoulders and it's just massive. It's good times. Um, it's so fucking good. I, I took screenshots. That's like why season five works. I think a lot of the time is that we've had four seasons of like mainly very serious like storytelling and dramatic storytelling. So then by the time you get to this season, you can be like, what if Angel was a puppet and it's still kind of, it, it, it's like playing off that, like, oh, we've already seen him be so dramatic. So, you know, you can't do this kind of episode when you don't know the character. So I, it's it's really fun. It's, I just, I'll never get over it. <laughs> <laughs> um, we then cut to another little girl um, watching the show in her house and um, the he starts doing the kind of like, hi kid um and then he's saying it's going to be like an extra special day and then he's like telling everybody to keep their hands on the tv put their hands on the tv um so we can imagine that like currently like every kid watching is doing that it seems to be the big you know they're gonna suck everyone's energy day um and then we cut to like being inside the television studio And then Angel says, it's time to kick your ass all the way back to hell. Which <laughs> is so fun coming out of his little angel body. <laughs> his little puppet face body. Yeah. Um, and then there's basically just like a massive puppet human fight. <laughs> um, so like Fred and Wesley like go to find the egg, but then um, Gun and Angel are like physically fighting <laughs> the, the other puppets. Um, that big one, like the what? Did, what was it called? Um, ratio. <laughs> is that the name? That's so funny. Yeah, I forgot. Um, yes, ratio hornblower is the full name. I'm finding. Um, so Fre- uh, Fred is reading the spell. Wesley tries to protect um her, and he's like getting choked out by this <laughs> massive um. Puppet, um, <laughs> I don't know if this is now, if Fred ends up, like, shooting the puppet, um, yeah. like, just ice cold shooting it, like, in the eye, and, like, it's, it stops, like, attacking Wes. Gun girl moment, for sure. Yes. I, I love when they give weapons to Fred. It's so fun. I'm, I'm not immune to, like, <laughs> tiny woman, big like flamethrower who who among us is yes um they got that right yeah she so she's got this yeah. massive gun um they're basically just like going back and forth having this massive fight again we cut back out to um yeah i don't know it's just it's very silly a lot of um we're cutting between the puppet fight angel puppet fighting puppets gun human man with an axe yeah. fighting puppets uh and then in the nest egg room yeah wes and fred fighting man in a suit puppet yeah um and then we we see we cut back to the little girl who's like we saw um touching the tv and she's kind of getting weaker and weaker and you can see through her tv like the puppet battle going on in the background um <laughs> you see gun yeah <laughs> And then he like puppet carnage. Gun like piffs the like female puppet that we saw earlier. Um, like piffs her into the screen. 
Um, and she like smashes into it, into the camera. Um, then yeah, that's really fun. She slides down it and yeah. it squeaks. <laughs> yeah. So this is where. Oh, okay. So um, I jumped ahead before. So this is where Fred shoots Ratio. <laughs> Such a funny name. Um, and then like she just you know they like make a little eye contact. Like yeah, it's cool. I saved you cut back to the puppets again um angels fighting like the main puppet yeah there's a lot of funny lines here like i'm gonna tear you a new puppet hole bitch um <laughs> and I, I i i think maybe they don't know that angel is a vampire because it seems to kind of um take them by surprise when angel like his puppet face vamps out into his <laughs> vampire puppet face which is so funny it's like Probably the best moment of the show of the episode. <laughs> so dramatic. It's so good. <laughs> I love when he goes vamp. Yeah, yeah. It's it doesn't get old. It's it's such a Mm-mm. funny concept that like they can turn that on and off seemingly at will. It doesn't really affect their vampire abilities. It doesn't really like it seems to sometimes be just like without them trying like it's a whole thing it's it's fun so then we get you know we see that like they're like wesley is like overpowering that ratio puppet and he breaks off the horn of the puppet which is like what the puppet's mouth was made of his like massive long horn and then, like, his own... The puppet's guts is kind of, like, fluffing out of him really dramatically. Like, I guess, like, it would be gushing blood. Um, but it's all this, like, fluff. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah. Then cut back to Angel and that. Um, they're, like... Basically, they've... I don't know. I know it's kind of, like... Get to the... the. So they're reading the scroll. Yeah, yeah. It's, like... I think that's it. Like, she finishes the... She just, like, finishes it. And then um, the egg thing, like, glows really bright and then, like, cracks um, and explodes. And mm-hmm. then, like, you know, we the little girl that we see earlier, she is, like, thrown away from the TV back into her, like, beanbag. And then mm-hmm. she's, like, all good. Like, her life force is just brought back to her. Love that. Yeah. And then her mom's, like, what's going on? And she's, like, nothing. I'm fine. Easy fix. Just watching TV. So the kids have, like, no memory, which is good. They're all been saved. Little Dean has been saved, presumably. Yeah. It's nice because no kids die in this. You think they're dead. The puppets are gross. Yeah. But every just this once, everybody lives. And you got to see Angel be a puppet. And you got some excellent puppet-based humor. Yeah. <laughs> It's, like, a lot of things that I'm sure they tried to do on, like, The Muppet Show, but they would have been, like, that's too adult. You can't... We can't be murdering puppets. We can't be um, being evil. So, it's good times. And then to sum up, there's, like, a few... Yeah, there's a few little coda scenes. few little things. Do you want to explain the, the Nina scene? They, they have... Yes, I do, actually. Yeah. Because we cut back to Nina in her cage mm-hmm. where she's been wolfing and unwolfing. Um, and they fully made this actress get naked naked. Yeah. For this scene where she wakes up on the floor of her cage and she's like, 
surrounded by puppet fluff and shit and she's like oh my god i fucking ate angel (laughs) but the whole time i was like distracted because i was like she's fully naked on the cw okay you don't see nip or anything like that but like yeah it was just surprising to me yeah like because you haven't seen buffy like that's what happens to werewolves and like that is like kind of part of the plot of werewolves when they get introduced so Mm -hmm. it's like they had to be consistent i guess but then well, I mean, and they got to be like, look at this naked actress. Yeah, like, yeah. come on. <laughs> they could have just like had her like, we, we see her after she's woken up. Oh, yeah. So. Um, but I was, I was just like surprised that, well, I was just like surprised at the amount of nudity that they were allowed to show coming from Supernatural where it's like, they're just like, yeah, it's not like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you will see like women in bras and stuff like that but i don't know this felt like different to me yeah (laughs) but she sits up she pulls on a robe and then puppet angel shows up and he's like it's gonna wear the puppet thing it'll wear off uh in a few days (laughs) and she's like oh great and he's like yeah it is great do you want to go get breakfast uh which is cute because it means that angel is you know, putting himself out there. He's going on a yeah, little date. Yeah, Wesley said to him early, you know, like, most people settle for not um, perfect happiness. And so, like, maybe he should He's just try to be He's literally like, normal. just settle, Angel. <laughs> <laughs> She's his type. Like, obviously Cordy, blonde. but, like, yeah, usually his type is... She's not Cordy. ...small and blonde. No. I like when he becomes Angelus. That's fun for me. No, me too. I love it. I love it. He sucks. Like, he's so evil. We all love it. so fun. And then what happens? And then Wesley... Fred goes to Wesley's office. And uh, she's like, have you not been picking up on what I've been putting down? Obviously not. Well, you're not going to make a mistake about this. And walks up and kisses him. And it's very sweet. Yeah. And this is like, like... This is like been building for basically the whole time they've been friends. Um, it, it's not always done perfectly. Like, there's a lot of issues when like she's adding gun. There's this weird kind of like thing where it seems to just be well, like Wes and Fred get. I mean, Wes and Gun get to decide like who wins. Fred, like she doesn't have a lot of mm-hmm. like. She's not ever like, no, oh, I really like one of you more than the other. It's very much like. Oh, I just I don't know. And it's I don't know. It's kind of like old school. Like, can you give can you just give us some like um, initiative? But then it's very much just like a woman existing near men. So she obviously like <laughs> is gonna be with one of them. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so it is kind of good that I guess that she's the one who's like, you're an idiot. Like, you know, I want to be with you. I mean, you know, yeah. so that's that is a little bit better. I feel like if I end up rewatching Angel, which I might do, maybe I go into it with the with the mindset that Fred is a lesbian. Well, I'm like kind of feeling that. Yeah, she she did really get along with Willow in season four. Cute. Um, and Willow like even says like I have a girlfriend or like I'm seeing somebody when like she, when Fred is that's like saying goodbye. Fun. Yeah. She's quite close with Cordy as well. Like, you know, that it, like they're very emotionally close. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm deciding. Fred's a lesbian. And this is what's so great about TV is that you can just do whatever. Yeah. It's yours. Just decide anything you want. Yeah. 
it makes sense. She's really close with Lorne, you know, the other queer character. So. Oh my gosh. Poor Lorne. The thing about Lorne is that, like, he is gay. Yeah. They just were like, we're not going to get into all that, but he is. Yeah. It's, it's so of the time. And it almost, like, in a way, it almost makes his, like, him existing feel more, like, normal. Whereas I feel like if the show was made today by, like, a not very responsible network, he might be, like, a bit of a stereotype. Whereas I think yeah. because they weren't, like, explicitly, like, this guy's gay, it was more like, I was never like all my other, you know, demon family on my in my home thing. <laughs> I had to run away. He just was allowed to kind of have his own, like, little story arc. I think that was, that's good. Yeah. And they really, like, greened that guy up, stuck those horns on him, put him in a terrific suit. Yeah. And set him loose every single time Lauren's on the show. I just, like, watching Angel, I was like, God, this show is a lot of fun. Like, <laughs> they're, they're all really having fun with it, too. Like, it, yeah. It, maybe it's because, like, season four is such a drag. Maybe the whole cast were kind of like, woohoo. Like, mm-hmm. we've changed it up. We're, we're in a new set. We're in a new situation. But, yeah, rip to Andy Hallett, who plays Lauren, like, he died so young. I went to, like, see what he... Not recently, not just from today watching this, but, like, I went to, like, check up on him, and I was like, he's fucking dead? Yeah. He's dead? He died at 33, and it's really fucked. I think he had, like... This is a bit scary. I currently have a little tooth infection, and he had, like, a bad tooth infection and then, like, had a heart attack. (laughs) Not to be grim, but, like, yeah, so sad. And you're just on pain meds, right? You're not on, like, or, no, you're on antibiotics, I'm on antibiotics as well, yeah. Um, Okay. Well, finish your course. Do not, (laughs) not do that. Finish out the course of antibiotics and you'll be good as new. We're currently having a bit of a debate here. I know this is a bit rich coming from an Australian, but um, our dentistry isn't, like, covered in in part of our, like, socialised Medicare system. It is if you're, like, if you're, like, on, like, welfare and stuff, it it is to a certain extent. Like, if you're in, like, the bottom, you know, tiers Mm -hmm. of income, but it's not for, like, regular people. And and it's so funny that they're just, like, teeth, don't worry about them. They're not part of the rest of your body. (laughs) And in the U.S., so, like, I mean, obviously, like, U.S. healthcare, not so great, but, like, you have health insurance, but then you also have separately dental insurance, and your eyes are also different. Yeah, same thing. And it's like, is this not all a part of Mm -hmm. my body? Is this not all, like, a part of my health? And they're like, no. Money, please. (laughs) They just added eyes to Medicare. Like, you can get your eyes tested for free. But, yeah, it's it's not like any other kind of service is covered. But, yeah, dentistry is not covered. Yeah, so that's how he died. Um, Sad. He's so fun. He delivers, like, every one of Lorne's, like, ridiculous lines with, like, so much like personality um and he like wasn't much of an actor like beforehand i'm pretty sure he like wasn't at all um Mm -hmm. he just like knew joss somehow and then like when they were making the character they thought of him cool just really like this show i feel like (laughs) angel is an excellent like ensemble cast but a small ensemble like so i'm still my dad is still watching er which means that i'm still watching er um (laughs) And, like, that's a huge ensemble cast. Like, there's a ton of characters and storylines and, like, 
everything like that. And, like, Angel, I think, is more manageable because there's, like, the core, like, five or six. Mm. Um, And just, like, watching their relationships with each other. And I think, like, they do a good job of exploring as well, like, different characters' relationships with each other, which is, like, that's the fun of watching a TV show, like, is, like, seeing how these characters that you love individually, like, then get along together Mm. and i feel like angel did that really well it's something that like the later seasons of supernatural would have really benefited from and like that's like a lot of critique that people fling at the show is like how is it still about to see his two brothers for so long and obviously there's Cass and and then jack but the kind of integration of a bunch of these different characters is so well done on angel um because angel only starts with just it's him and it's cordy and it's um what's his name doyle 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 um and you know the, the that team was crazy kind of, yeah <laughs> the team like slowly builds out from that but yeah doyle's like yeah. whole thing the poor guy also really like tragic situation yeah well and like the thing that i really appreciate is that it's like they introduce these characters and then they're like okay well like in like add them to the team like they all become a part of angel investigations Mm. like Mm. we love that and they're all like utilized for different things like they all kind of have their strength and then like when you get these not just when you have the kind of big end of season meta episodes but when you get these little like Mm -hmm. monster of the week ones they all kind of have an opportunity to shine in their like different field yeah which is fun wesley is sometimes though like sometimes he's just like good at everything like (laughs) <laughs> like whatever they taught at Watcher's school is just like yeah you know how to deliver a baby and you also know how science works and you also know how to do research um you know how it is with Watcher's school <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, um Fred is also the same I guess like because she, she's like really sciencey but then sometimes they'll have her doing yeah. stuff where it's like how does Fred know how to do that okay she's she's smart I guess so she knows how to do that other thing as well. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I feel like the key difference between Supernatural and... Well, actually, there are many. But one key difference is that in Angel, they live in a society. And on Supernatural, they actually don't live in a society. Yes. Yes. And I feel like all of the problems come from there in Supernatural. Like, the the larger problems that the fans pick with the show. Yeah. Like, um, this show, like, Angel is trying to tackle, like... It's not just tackling kind of like interpersonal, like what is a meaningful life? Like what, how do I repent for things I've done bad? It's like, those are like individual things. It's also, especially in this season, trying to tackle like structural evil and like, and Mm -hmm. and imagining like a world where like, this is how it works. Um, Whereas yeah, Supernatural never really unpacks that, I guess. Cause like when Wolfram and Hart is introduced, it is a bit of a, it's just kind of like, yeah, they're evil, they're bad, mm-hmm. and we're the good guys. But then as they kind of get explained, you you see that, like, oh, no, the whole world is kind of run by these bad guys. And, mm-hmm. it, and then that's what the season is about. It's like, how do we operate if this is the system that we are in? And Supernatural yeah. never tackles that. Like, they're never, like, they obviously tried with, like, season 12 and the British Men of Letters and stuff to be like, mm-hmm. well, no, this is how we are hunters and stuff like that. But then, you know, they like, we, we've already talked about it on the pod. But it's, like, not good. Yeah, they, they don't really ever explore, like, what it truly means to be, like, a monster, like, 
whether it's right to like kill monsters they they literally have like a vampire and a werewolf like cure and they never like cure anybody then yeah they never like start running a program to like <laughs> yeah help anybody who might need that kind of help oh i forgot to say this when yeah. we got to that point in the episode because i wasn't yeah. looking at my notes um when they go to see the puppet guy it's gun who's a human man and lorne who's a green demon with red horns and lorne just like walks in yeah <laughs> i think what? the gist with him is that he tells people it's like a costume well like oh right like he like when he was on um stage in las vegas like on that show people thought that was just like a costume and then i guess because he's working within wolfram and Hart, it's supposed to just be like well yeah everyone knows about demons right it makes sense when they're like at the law firm yeah but like when they went to see that guy it was like wait hang on (laughs) lawrence is going there like like, he calls him out he's like you know i know oh yeah your horns or something the guy says something about his condition yeah it was really silly he just is walking around looking like that so fun it's great lauren we freaking we love you dude (laughs) um anyway that's been a very special episode of the cast cast uh the you know the puppet cast i don't know yeah okay Um, what are we calling this episode well we'll call it and now for something completely different (laughs) (laughs) i like the puppet the puppet cast that's fun yeah Listeners, if I've much. been if I've been a bit in like a bit silly this episode, it's because I have got no sleep because I've been sick. <laughs> but um, we still wanted to get an episode out to you, so you'll just have to deal. If I sound a bit insane, that's fine. I'm gonna tr- I'll just edit around it. It'll be fine, I'm sure. But we'll be back next Thursday uh, with something. Yeah, um, probably the start of season five, but we will see. Um, Ilsa's being yeah. held up, so it'll depend on that. But yeah, um, thanks for listening. If not that, we'll come up with something else fun to do. Yeah. You know, whatever. What the <laughs> fuck ever. Maybe we can do something with The Witcher. <laughs> I, I know nothing about The Witcher. I'm Maybe... dying to talk about The Witcher. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I can watch it. How... I could watch one episode. It's two seasons, so but you could just watch like. Could I watch one. the pilot? Is the pilot yeah. like? Yeah, is that? Yeah, and I could rewatch because I haven't. Yeah. All right. See a little boyfriend. I think you said Carol. once he's not your boyfriend, he's like. He's not my boyfriend, but he's my best friend. Okay. <laughs> they also made him really hot, so like maybe he's my boyfriend. I don't know. Yeah, it's a bit like Cass. It's like. Is he the most special little angel in the world? Do I want to go out with him? Do I want him to be my dad? <laughs> exactly. It's like you. There can be like many feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway, so we'll be back in your ears, in your podcast apps, in your hearts next Thursday. Thanks so much for listening. We love you. We love you. Bye. Bye. That's okay. You eat your food. I'm going to talk about gun because you're talking about gun. I'll just vamp. It's you eat your cereal. I'm going to talk about gun. So I looked up his um, Wikipedia. I wanted to see what 
J. August Richards is doing now, because this is one of my hobbies, is just, you know, seeing what people are up to. Um, and he was in... It's the best. IMDb I, is the I, best. Like, I do Wikipedia. I don't like the layout of IMDb. It drives me nuts. How you have to click through, like, three different I links either, to get but, to somebody's, like, yeah. actual filmography. It pisses me off. Also, I told him by Amazon, and I'm every at every like... opportunity. I'm like, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, I like the um, what is it? The collaborations feature where you can put in two different projects or two different actors, and it will tell you like all the things that they've both done. Oh, I do that in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> Saves a bit of time. Yeah, that's probably much more accurate. Um, okay. Every time I start a new you show lately, I've been, like, it's getting soggier. It's gonna dissolve. Then, like... There's gonna be no cereal left. It's gonna be thick milk. So he was in Agents of Shield as recurring cast seasons one to two, and then a guest star in season five. He played somebody called Deathlock. That's crazy. Then Grey's Anatomy as young Richard Weber. Oh my God, King. Um, and Gleeks will be excited to know that. Mike Chang has been cast as an intern in the upcoming season of Grey's Anatomy. Um, so if you tune into that show, let me know how he does. And I can't believe that Harry Shum Jr. is going to be on Grey's Anatomy. He was supposed to be in the next Crazy Rich Asians, which they haven't made. So if anybody has an inside line on what's going on with that, I'd love to hear it. <laughs> was it supposed to be like a sequel to the first one? Yeah. At the end of Crazy Rich Asians, Gemma Chan is, like, at the bar. And then Harry Shum Jr., star of Glee, star of the Mortal Instruments, turns up and they, like, have a charged moment. He's also in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes, he is. Oh, love him. That's another guy who, like, he shows up and I'm like, terrific. I'm so glad that you're, like, paying rent. I didn't know you were such a gleek. Yeah, we used to watch it as a family. Wow. I stopped watching it. I definitely watched it, like, the first season. Yeah. I I watched it when, like, the main cast was all in high school, and then I I think I stopped watching it when they started going to college and stuff. Mm. Have you watched Mike Mike's videos on it? I don't need somebody to tell me what I saw on TV when I was in high school. I remember it. (laughs) I was there. They're really funny. I was in middle school, I think, actually. (laughs) We were buying, remember how they used to put out, like, albums, like, actual CDs for each individual TV episode? We used to have some of those. Yeah, I had them, I would buy them, like, on iTunes. I would buy, like, the singles of the covers that I liked. Like, if I go into my, like, Apple Music right now. It's in there. (laughs) It's like, yeah, it's like, remember this song? Um, yeah. God. Ella scampered away from her setup. <laughs> she ran out of the room. It was very cute. Now I'm just sitting here in my basement. This is where I podcast from. My basement. It's also where I'm taking my course from. I'm fully subterranean now. I dwell beneath the Earth's crust. <laughs>